Hey, all you dads and dads to be out there, it is Davo here for another episode of the Fire Fearless Fathers Podcast. I just like cracked my voice there. I just went through puberty. And <laughs> I have Ryan with us today. That is right. Yeah. We hope you guys had an amazing holiday season with you and your loved ones. If you did whatever you needed to do, great. I hope all your kids got all the awesome toys or Hanukkah gifts or whatever it is you celebrate. We hope you had a great holiday season. We are back now with another brand new episode for you guys here on the Fearless Fathers podcast. Before we get into any of that today, we have to do our couple minutes of conjecture because that's what we do here apparently. So Ryan, how the hell you been? How's your holiday? How's everything been going? I know you've been going through a ton of shit. Do you want me to go through like all of it? Uh, let's just go Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes version. Let's not go through the 45 minute tie rate. Let's go more like okay. the seven minute tie rate. Okay. Uh, I had a hole in my roof and a friend of the show, Rob fixed it for me. And I really appreciate that. Um, and he did it for, you know, just helping him, you know, do file some stuff with the VA. So even better. Thank you, Rob. Um, Good man. the transmission in my wife's car exploded. Fuck you, Ford. That was a bad idea. Putting that kind of transmission in that vehicle. Um, and it just got fixed today. Like it, they, they, sh- they couldn't find a transmission for it. They've made 16 million Ford Fiestas. Makes sense. <laughs> and they couldn't find a transmission for this car for some reason. <laughs> so they That's had valid. to have it. They had to have, they had to work, work some kind of crazy deal with another dealership in California that just happened to have one lying around. So I, I guess it was like, it cost an insane amount of money to just get to, just to get it here. But they did. And I bet you we blow it up in 50,000 miles because <laughs> it's such a piece of shit. So, um, yeah, Ford, sponsor us. I think I think you owe me. I oh, well, I already meant to tell you this. Ford already sponsored us, and you already cursed them out. So, congratulations. Sponsorship lost. Yeah, well, they know what they check did. The check, check the emails. <laughs> check the emails. Check the emails. I don't check them enough. Neither do you. <laughs> That's the joke, people. Yeah, That's yeah, the joke. Yeah, We're not yeah. sponsored by Ford yet. Um, Yet. Eventually. Pay us money. <laughs> bring me another to i'll I'll call it even if you bring me another 2016 ford fiesta (laughs) in my in my defense i love my 14 ford fusion absolutely love my fusion yeah 100 percent love it and how many miles does it have on it not a lot since i stopped driving so much i think like just i think it just hit over 70 Oh yeah, yeah. This this car had ninety three on it, and she was just driving to work. And I'm like, that sounds funny. And then um, she calls me. And she's like, uh, something. This car's making a weird noise. Your transmission's fucked. Get a tow truck. Uh, now nah, I'm just gonna run it. That's fine. Everything's <laughs> <Yep>. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why this light's on that says uh, engine is about to no, explode. There was, there was no warning light. <laughs> just, there was no light. Just boom. That was the end of that. <laughs> She, she um, pulled that fuse out for her hair dryers and crimpets and other things. I, I don't know where I'm going. She's going to stab you the next time she sees you. Oh, 100%. Just, yeah, just you know what? Worth oh, it. Hey. Worth oh, it. hey, Dave. Hey. Yeah, hey. Fucking real hey. yeah. <laughs> um, Worth it. And then my, uh, my, my, my 90-year-old grandmother got fucking COVID right like two days before Christmas. The whole facility got locked down that she's at. It's one of those... Um, like come and go assisted living facilities um where it's yeah. not a, it's not a nursing home like but you can like own a car and right it's just like it's like apartments but there's there's always like a nursing staff there and things like that um yeah yeah so apparently with the influx of people coming in from the holidays somebody brought covid and it just ran rapid through the building so they're releasing her like tomorrow so we got to do the holidays all over again <laughs> 
<laughs> which is fine. I don't mind cooking another seven meals or whatever it's going to fucking take, but there we are. That is a very, very busy couple months that you had. It wasn't yeah. even a couple months. No, it was weeks. From the last time we recorded. Yeah, that was like all was in the we- span of like <laughs> it was a couple two of weeks. or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's fucking yeah, awesome. We, our last episode recorded together. We recorded that, what, right before Christmas? Right before Christmas. I found out the next day she had COVID. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, it was like a week before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Not even a week before Christmas. Yeah. And then we stopped putting out episodes for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It was a great time. Wow. It's that phenomenal. is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was shitty. How was your Christmas? How was your holidays? Everything was... So I went through... So my holidays actually worked out pretty well. Colt, you know, he got what he wanted for Christmas and a bit yeah. more and not, not a lot. And he, don't he they, remembered. Don't, don't they always, though? But you know what, though? I got to say, he was actually really, really sweet in this aspect because he was so worried that our cat, Tails, wasn't going to get anything from Santa. He goes, I really hope Santa brings him a cat tree. And he comes down Christmas morning. He goes, oh, "Santa brought tails a cat tree." That that was like the first thing he said. I was like, "That's fucking adorable." What a sweetheart! That's amazing. It, it was absolutely yeah. sweet. It was absolutely adorable. And then you know he goes through all of his Christmas stuff, and he was he really wanted Bowser's castle and Bowser's airship from Mario. So he got all that. He got all of his other cool shit. <sighs> we went out. You know, we went out to her parents for the day, like we always do. Then we went up to my old man's, and we hung out there for a few hours, and then we came home. But in between all of that. And I told you this story. I had one of the worst anxiety issues I had in a long time where the toxic family member who I've cut off for almost three years now was coming in for the holidays. Oh, I forgot and about this. Family were asking me to come to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day dinner. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about this and I pretty much vented for like a half hour. I'm like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck to do. Like, this, this isn't worth it. And it ended up coming down to the point where I made the call to my uncle and I was like, hey, listen, I appreciate it. I understand you want to bring the family together. For my own mental health, I cannot do that. It's nothing between you guys, but I cannot put myself in a situation where I'm going to regress back to ground zero and I'm not going to do that. Right. And you know what? It was the craziest thing. He's like, I kind of figured that was going to be the case. And he goes, no problem. He goes, I understand. I've been in situations like that. He goes, I'm not trying to force your hand. He goes, it was just something we wanted to do. We kind of all wanted you to bring together. That was fine. Yeah. Christmas Eve comes along and I'm getting text messages saying, hey, you know, you should come down to Christmas. You should really come down to Christmas. I said, I appreciate that. I've been drinking. I still got stuff I got to put together. I said, it's not going to happen. Okay. Well, if you think about it, really come down. They really want to see you. And I'm like, I'm I'm not dealing with that. Like, I'm, I'm just not fucking dealing with it. So it ended up becoming this thing where my anxiety was sky high for like, Two weeks before Christmas, my anxiety was relatively high, like right around Christmas. And then I started to level. And now I'm like leveling out again where it's like, okay, everything is fine again. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you did because you were you were really thinking about doing it when you called me. I'm like, hey, that is is not a good idea. (laughs) That's not a good idea. You know. The Christmas and the holidays are already such an anxiety-ridden time, especially for fathers. By the way, this is not what the episode's about. So no, FYI, it's not. this is a whole side tangent thing. Um, but especially especially for fathers, because there's so much onus on like, oh, you got to do this, that, and the other thing. 
Um, you got to get dinner together and make sure all the shit's organized. Make sure the house is clean. People are coming over. People are coming to see you. They're coming from out of town. All that shit. All that yep. crazy bullshit. And um, to add exterior trauma for somebody else's narcissism is... Uh, it's not worth it. No, it's not. And we, we all go through it. Uh-huh. We, we all we all go through it. Um, even if it's intentional or even if it's a, like a complete misunderstanding, um, you lose that ability to communicate. And that's that's it, man. It just makes me makes for a bad time, <laughs> makes for a bad time in intergenerational trauma. Hell can't, yeah. Can't do it. I cut <laughs> that yeah. shit off at the base. Let's go like a fucking tumor, like a tumor. It's not the tumor. It's a tumor. Yeah. It's a Tuma. But we're not talking about that today. No, so that, no, that, that was been, that was our holidays. That but, would have uh, been a really good episode, but it's too late now. Maybe we'll catch it next year. No, we won't. <laughs> no, no we won't. Yeah. We always forget. <laughs> yeah. But talking about today, and this one actually just came up recently for us, and it was actually a new member of our Fearless Fathers podcast Facebook group. That is yes. right. Who joined the group. And in one of them, we ask about what is something that you want to learn out of this group or from the show? And it helps give us ideas, but it also helps strengthen the community and kind of bring dads closer together. And this is actually a friend of the shows of ours. Uh, who we haven't talked to. Too. We haven't talked to in years. We haven't talked to him in years. It, it kind of surprised me when I saw his uh, name pop up. I shoot him a text every once in a while. I, I have Just, to. I haven't reached out yeah. to him in forever. But yeah. it, it really, it really caught me off guard when I saw his name. And it came... I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but it was like being able to reconnect with my daughter after being gone on a deployment for a year. And I shot that over to Ryan. I said, hey, this sounds like a really good episode idea. He goes, I have a lot of experience in this. I've gone through something similar. Let's fucking do it. So yeah, absolutely. here we are. This is something that we've talked about. I remember when we had Chris Castillo on the show fucking a year yeah. and a half ago. This was something he talked about. This is something that a lot of dads have talked about. Uh- and I think I, I've talked about the story I'm going to bring up before, but I'm going to give like a, I think a you cool did. bloody yeah. ass detail on this one. Um, and, and mine isn't nearly as, I don't want to say severe, but like time length, length of time. Uh, if you haven't picked up on already, this is a friend of ours from the military who's right. been on it, who went on a year long deployment. I'm not really sure how young his, do you know how old his kid is? I don't I either. Don't yeah, I, I, sh- I feel I like would I, sh- I would say relatively young. Yeah, I, I think they're about the same age as my son, if, if not a little bit younger. So probably about the same between between. Yeah, our actually, kids. yeah, between yeah. between our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. They do a lot of developing in this like four and five um, area, especially like social bonds between parents, a huge, huge point in time because they can really start communicating right now. Um, and it is absolutely brutal when you unplug yourself from that situation for more than like a week or two. Um, it is, it is crucial to be there. And that's why it's such a big sacrifice when guys disappear for a fucking deployment and they don't have a choice about it. Right. Huge, huge fucking deal. Yeah. It's big. And basically what I went through is Dave will attest to this is, um, my son was like two, I think when this all happened um maybe even a little younger 
but we had a bunch of training events all like stacked up on each other for like four or five months straight. And it was like two weeks here and net training. Bam, you're gone again for AT. Bam, you're gone again for something else stupid. Oh, hey, we need a 14-4 cadre, um, you know, for the 274th that's leaving yep. uh, to go some dipshit place. Um <laughs> So, hey, you, we had to just go to Virginia and train these guys up on, you know, how to throw a grenade, which they'll never do. Uh, yeah, you're gone for a month. Yeah, that's what I did. Like, yeah. yeah oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. well aware. Um, And it, well, I mean, like, I was actually somebody's office pitch, but like, I was like rotating in and out with uh, um, the guy who was doing the grenade class when he, when he couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> um, But the point is, like, I was gone inconsistently for like, almost four and a half months. And when I finally got back and my wife picked me up at 40 in town gap and had my son and she's like, Hey, daddy's finally home. And, uh, this kid looked at me like he had no idea who the fuck I was. And it cut me to my very core. It was so bad. I got so depressed. I was so fucking hurt. It was miserable. I can't even imagine what a year is like, how detached your relationship must be. And, and, and you know what? I'm even thinking like the, that four to five month split between being there and being home is pr- almost probably a lot worse or almost as legitimate as being gone for an entire year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could say that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to compare them because. Right. Yeah. Just because like I'm not going to try to compare our two. Uh, experiences but um as like a father doing this for the first time how far that set me back in the mindset of actually becoming a father and trying to do like what i need to do um the damage was huge it was huge um and you know like the kids developing and my son was a little bit younger um which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess I'll find out in a couple of years. But um, the way I initially reacted to it was wrong. It was bad. Um, and you, like you, you can't blame a guy for getting depressed over that, right? Uh, but it was it wasn't good for the um, for the kid for my son <clears throat> um, for the fact that like hey you know you you don't control your mental health you don't but you are responsible for it. Um, and I yes. let it, I let myself go on that one and I am a hundred percent responsible for the reaction that I had. Um, and it took a year for me to dig, dig myself out of that hole and, um, you know, start the conversations again, start rebuilding the relationship. Um, you know, tr- trying not to be, you know, angry or upset about it. Um, you know, talking to somebody about it. you, you were a huge help through that whole scenario. My wife, my wife was a huge help through that whole thing. Um, I went and talked to a therapist um, right after this all, after this all happened, it was all humongous help, but I, I wish I had had the plan initially to say, Hey, these things might happen, but I didn't know how the you fuck didn't have do the you foresight. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have no clue. No, You're nobody, like, oh, I'll be gone. Yeah. I'll come home. Yeah. You're going to yeah, love yeah. me. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to pick right yeah. back up. We're going to just yeah. you, you grab the glove and the baseball and go for a fucking cat. No, it doesn't not no. work like that. It no, doesn't it fucking doesn't. work like that, dude. Um, and I'm glad like 
while we were deploying, like I just didn't have a child because that was um, that much. It was that much easier to do the deployments. You're already awful. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. You can be coming. <laughs> you can become from the worst shithole in Iraq to the fuck mountains in Afghanistan to you know a, a 13 month long vacation in Kuwait. Like it doesn't matter. You're still away from your family and you're still fucking getting shit on every day. <laughs> and then you come back right. to real life and it's completely different. I'm really happy I didn't have to deal with that and all of these emotions involving my child. Therefore, I feel terrible for him um, because of what he's going through. And he's got a lot to work out on his own just coming back. And now he's now he's pushing his way through to this. I, I guess it's my best lot. piece of my best piece of advice would be to take it one step at a time and make a plan, make a mental health plan for yourself, and then make a mental health plan for you and your relationship with your child. Um, how you do that, that's up to you. I, I do not, I don't have that. I don't have that because everybody's different. But the point is, step one is being aware that like these things are happening. Step one's a massive aware of being that's going to happen. Cause like we talked about this. I don't have a lot of experience with this with Colt. Cause by the time that he's at that age now where annual trainings are kicking up and all these deployments, like, I am so sick and, you know, working my way out of things that yeah. it never really affected me in that aspect where, hey, daddy's going to be gone for maybe more than like a weekend drill at the Gap or, you know, three days. Like he says, oh, you're going to Army. I want to go play on the trucks. Like that that's his <laughs> version of me, you know, going to drill. Like th yeah. that's what he knows. But for a lot of these guys who are going along with the year-long deployments or if you're doing 600 training days in a 365-day year <laughs> – you laugh, but that's how it's like. Yeah, that's that's what it's fucking like. That, that's exactly what it's like. It's like oh, you, you're reliable. You yeah. Oh, you're reliable. You're doing everything now. Congratulations. Yeah. Here's 900 day orders. You have to get done in six months. Go, yeah, go. It's like oh, oh, also we're sending you to generator class. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because somebody, somebody needs to do it. These fucking idiots over here. <laughs> But it becomes that big thing. And, you know, we talked to Chris about this. And, like, his experiences were different when we had that interview a couple of years ago now where he was out on the road doing, like, all this, all this other work and stuff. But he's coming home and his son doesn't even know who the fuck he is. And it's like right. you, you have to spend time to rebuild that relationship. And, you know, we're talking about a deployment. We're talking about military. But everything in this is the same same keys no matter which way you look at it. Yeah. It's the same path. And I thought you brought up a really good point of, one – realizing that this is going to happen whether you fucking like it or not and not oh, yeah. <laughs> having not having the idea that everything's going to be perfectly fine when you get home because if it's one thing we both know with having young kids is routine is fucking paramount yep. and the moment you ruin that routine or not even ruin that routine but the moment you make a slight change in that routine everything changes yep. everything changes and while you were talking about this, I actually pulled up an article from the morning call regarding something like this from being away for a long time. Isn't that a local newspaper? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, no, that's a Lehigh Valley newspaper. All right, there we go. Yeah. So the morning call <laughs> is a Lehigh Valley newspaper. My brother actually worked there for a little while. I, I thought yeah. I knew the name. I just couldn't yeah. remember it. Yeah. But this was an article back a while ago. And, and I'm just looking through some of the things. I want to highlight some of the important things here that's really, really important. Because as dads, we want to get back into the fray. We want to be the dad to go play a fucking catch. We want to we want to go out and spend all this money and kind of make up for lost times. 
But one of the things that they say here in one of the articles, uh, patience and communication can help smooth reunion with your young child. Uh, here are some tips. Realize that all changes, even positive changes, cause stress that affect all the family members. So you coming home, like it's a very positive thing. Like, oh my God, daddy's home. It's like that kid's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You, you, you ain't nobody to me. Yeah. And people laugh about that, but it's fucking true. It, it's fucking true. It's 100% true. It's true. This was a big one. And this is one that we talk about in the podcast constantly. Communication might be strange because might be strange because everyone has changed and grown in the time that you've been absent. Yeah, Talk that's, that's a really your, good point. It's a huge point. Your communication is so frayed. And if your child is old enough, talk to them about what they can expect. You know, if you have a two-year-old, you're not going to be able to say, hey, I want to sit down and tell you that daddy's going to be gone for six months. Like, he's going to be like, oh, I shit myself. Like, you know, have that plan and understand. Um, You know, don't expect old problems to just disappear. Uh, try to do something special at the initial meeting, at the initial meeting, but stay flexible. Try to balance alone time with your child and or the child's other parent with time spent together as a family and other family members and friends. And you might also need alone time to kind of reflect on your own thoughts, which is fucking huge. Yeah. You know, we've seen, I mean, we've seen it so many times with other guys deployed or gone on these long training cycles where they just want to jump right back into the fray and they're like, well, I don't want to, I don't need any time. No, I just need time with my family. It's like, dude, mm. it's okay to take you know, to take a month, to take a couple nights and just kind of be by yourself and kind of reintegrate. It, it's about reintegration. You know, yeah. you're, you're trying to force something on that you feel emotionally should be there, but logically it just hasn't solidified yet. Right. This and, is a big one. Oh, go ahead. Go, uh, while, while I'm looking here. Yeah. I I noticed this when, it, when we came back from the deployment too. Um that guys would be like shells sometimes and not like, like actual, like, you know, like physical, like, no, like actual, like husks around their family. Because one of the things they like teach you how to do in the military is like disassociate with things that stress you out. And that's yeah. why I always, that's why it always gets so fucking frustrating. Oh, you fucked up. Go to the gym soldier. <laughs> like, Oh shit. Oh, take take some Motrin. Yeah. Go, go rub one out. You'll be fine, kid. <laughs> like, <Jesus> like, Christ. <laughs> that's what they do you're not wrong no you're not not, that's why we're laughing that's why we're laughing why do you think the mwr exists it's to hide trauma (laughs) like that's why uh oh man you saw your friends burn to death yep cool we're gonna have a ping pong tournament yay hooray (laughs) Um, dark quick yeah well it's you know the reality of the fucking situation it's true (laughs) i'm not saying that happens to everybody i'm saying like that's just the right the, the really hard extreme of the of the gwat veteran um true and you know how do you go from that to paul patrol paul patrol in crayons and duplo blocks well i mean there's a train you're already there yeah well i mean (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna get it so fucked up man you're gonna get it so (laughs) fucked up uh hey if if you do come for us marines um you can you can go to to dave first don't worry i have a whole box of crayola you can write me angry letters just don't eat them my kid wants them yeah too too bad anyway there's just a period of time like it's right there's going to be a healing process and there's going to be a you need to fix it process and those are two different things (laughs) 
um and one of them is going to break you a little farther and then you heal from it like uh i don't care where like again i don't care where you were i don't care how long you were there like when you're dealing with these long stretches of time and it doesn't have to be soldiers either it could be like guys that go off on long-term truck truck drivers oil rig workers fucking yeah um any anything where you're gone for an extended period of time right right like people that do like long-term research assignments and things like that right um any of that shit no no worker the national weather association guys that go out for like six seven months at a at, at a time um the federal law enforcement shit like that um it's just it, it's all it's all the same like there's just there's going to have to be a break-in period and then you're gonna have to feel from the break-in period so you might as well fucking plan around it this was a big thing too talking about the break-in period uh this was another tip that the morning call put in there this, I think, is a huge one for dads because I feel myself would fall into this trap 99% of the time, and it's resist sen- uh, spending sprees. Don't try to make up for lost time by buying things or otherwise indulging your children. I've done this. I, I have absolutely done this. I-, I, think, I think anybody listening today, tomorrow, fucking six years in the future could agree with that because I-, I would do that 100% uh, I- of the time. I- a hundred percent did that. Yeah. I mean like hundred percent. Just like filling his room full of stuff. Be like, hey, I just want to let you know daddy loves you. Come pick it up from daycare. And you're like, Hey, I got you the Millennium Falcon Lego set. That's definitely for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's build it together. But really yeah, I'm gonna be doing all the work. But don't but don't yeah. touch it and put on uh bluey while we watch so you know you zone yeah. in on that. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I wanted to hit that one because, again, I don't have a lot of experience surrounding this because of where my kid is and where I was in my military journey and all that. Yeah. But we've seen it. We've seen it so much. And I have friends who are either truckers or they're either still in the military. They're deploying right now or they just came home from a tour, you know, like our friend like our friend just posted in our fucking Facebook group. He almost said his name. I, I, <laughs> I almost like, said his name. I almost said his name. Ah, <laughs> he didn't say we could do that. <laughs> ah, I thought about it. Yeah. But in all honesty, having that plan and knowing like, hey, this is going to suck. Like you just spent a year away on a deployment. Like it already sucks. Like take, you know, if you find the tools like you have for yourself to say, hey, I just went through this. I could find something relatable that I could bring back to my children. Like, yeah, I'm not going to teach them how to throw a fucking grenade, but I'm talking like the I mean, the mental. Could. I mean, yeah, really, that that would be a total bonding experience. But I'm talking more towards like the <laughs> the mental aspect of like preparing for a deployment. I feel like there's a lot of relatability that could go into preparing to come back home and like reintegrating with your kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be one of those things where you're going to be able to do that when you're ready. You're not going to come straight home and all of a sudden, you know, start bonding again. It's going to take time. They're going to need time to heal. You're going to need time to heal. Um, and it's just, that's the end of it. You, you can't expect things to happen immediately because they're not going to. One of the best things I ever heard is it takes on average 21 days for a new thing to become routine yes and i think I, that's backed by science well. i think sure. that's backed by science sure why not it is now yeah. trademark put it on a mug i'm pretty sure i but, read it on the, i'm pretty sure i read it on a snapple cap but go on probably <laughs> yeah but even if you go in with the mindset of saying hey listen this is going to take 21 days for me to reintegrate back into my child's life it's going to alleviate a lot of mental stress a lot of pain 
a lot of heartache, and you're going to know that there is an end goal in sight. Now, I think that could change plus or minus maybe a couple weeks, depending on the situation. But I think that 21 days is like a really good time frame to say, hey, this is this is where we could be. Yeah, or at least make an assessment in that 21 right. days. At, a very, at, at the very minimum, being like, okay, we took the 21 days, but now we need to do blank. And we need right. to go on with blank um just to you know get get fucking get the mindset and get started i mean i i don't have much else i think we gave a lot of good insight and a lot of shit in there yeah we we could really be this dead horse for an hour but i don't i don't think there's any need to um it the unfortunate thing is that these jobs need to be done and they're incredibly important and people sacrifice that's why people that's why they get so much respect in this country um for people who do these to to volunteer to do these things um they will always have the utmost respect and i will always be proud to have been one of them um uh, but it sucked <laughs> it was shitty and it was awful and why do you think why do you think they have so much camaraderie and i'm not just talking about military personnel i'm talking about everybody who takes time away from their family to go do what's right. necessary to run this fucking place um and it's it's absurd to think that your life is going to be completely the same once you've unplugged yourself from it for a period of time. Um, so it would be absurd to think you could just plug yourself back into it and be completely fine. That doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Make a plan. Stick to it. You will be healthier. Your family will be healthier. Your children will be healthier. It's beautifully said, man. Good job. Isn't it? I it, it really wrote, is. I wrote that down. No, you didn't. I wrote that, I wrote that down when we were talking. <laughs> but take take that, honestly. I think I think that's probably the best closing thing that we could say in this episode today is take that, have a plan. Communication is key. Don't try and jump in gung-ho fucking trying to reintegrate into the family in a day because it's not going to happen. You're just going to You're just going to spiral a lot more. And I think that's where a lot of problems come in for dads. Coming home again, we're talking about deployments, but I think this is for anybody who's listening to this episode today. Don't go in, go in with the game plan. Know that it could take at least 21 days, maybe longer, for that reintegration period to kick in. So I would say definitely longer, based on my experience from it. I'm right. just like, and I was in and out, in and out, and it's gonna, it takes a long it, it takes time. some time. Yeah, so to- prepare for that fight. Yeah. You know. And things may never be the same, but at least you could make them better. But you always have resources. You have guys like us on these podcasts, yes, you do. therapists, you know, your pastor, if you're if you're religious, you know, other groups, uh, Facebook groups, you know, like the Fearless yep. Fathers Facebook group, um, you know, no, no small plug there. But <laughs> in, in all honesty, you have support. You have you have the resources available to help you overcome this. You're not fighting this battle alone. That's why we do what we do. You know, that's why we continue to bring out these episodes week in and week out for guys going through shit like this because we don't talk about this shit enough. Right. So just know you're never alone when something like this happens. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Fearless Fathers podcast. Do us a favor. Do us a solid. Please, from the bottom of our hearts, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It helps us with the algorithm. It helps us letting you know when our new episodes drop every week on YouTube now. Or oh, the notification this, button. You're supposed to the tell notification. Them that. that oh yeah, that bell. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm new to the. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, new, I'm to new to the YouTube world. Yeah. I'm, I'm new to that world. 
Mark, sure. make sure you put that in there at the bottom. Put that yeah. in at the bottom, Mark. Mark, yeah. Yeah, Mark. Let's go, Mark. If you don't know the lore, if you know if you don't know the lore, Mark's our new editor, and we're gonna really, yes. really make him earn his money. Oh, we're we're making money. Well, Mark Mark earned his money with that last interview I just it was did good. with Kyle Carnahan. It was, it was well really yeah. good. Yeah, good job, it was good really job. good. Hands, so. off, hands off to Mark. You know, and, you know what the other problem with doing this right now is every episode we're gonna have to come in here and just absolutely beat Mark off every time now that we've done it <laughs> oh his ego is completely stroked right now his ego is completely he's gonna start stroked. asking for more money yeah. <laughs> no no knowing mark he'd be like you know what guys you guys paid me and you guys paid me an ego it's free for the next year and a half i doubt it i'll belittle i'll he's belittle your, him into it i'll belittle him into friend. it yeah <laughs> But do us a favor if you can, from the bottom of our hearts, as we're asking, if you're on iTunes, especially if you're on iTunes and Apple, leave us a rating and review. It, it helps other dads find this information. I mean, we've been getting an outpouring of support. I haven't seen a lot of new reviews on there, but I have been seeing a lot of new people coming in, which yes. is which is awesome in its huge. own right. It's huge for it, us. It's been yeah. huge. I, I don't normally ask for accolades or reviews or anything like that, but those for for fighting the algorithms – if you could leave us that rating and review, it'd go a huge, huge long way. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, like that's the way it is to get it to more ears. Right. So if you could please, by all means, hit that like button, hit that, bu- hit those five stars, um, hit that bell, hit that bell, put a comment, hit, hit that bell. Fucking hit touch that, that bell. bell. <laughs> is that our touch, new running joke? T- touch the bell sensually with your hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I got to close this out. You're done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out of the end here. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for listening, as always. And until next time, guys, let's rethink Bob.